What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You're tuned in here to the Monday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis, Get a Dose. And we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. 877-374-7463 is your number to participate. Again, that is 877-374-7463 or 877-37-GRIND. If you know what you want to talk about, it's open phone lines. Feel free to go ahead and give us a call. Anything that was discussed, um, not discussed, but anything that happened over the weekend that's sports related that you want to bring to the airwaves that we're not touching on, feel free to do that. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind, if you need to reach out to me, all right, or follow me, you can do that at Sports Grind on Twitter. And if you want to stream the show live, you can always uh, go to Facebook Live, the business page of Sports Grind Entertainment um, Facebook, or you can go to my personal page as well, and you can stream the show live, and you can leave comments, and I'll respond to those in real time during the show. If I don't get a chance to, I'll respond to them <clears throat> excuse me, later on. And also keep in mind, um, if you are in a uh, market that's done, not carrying the show uh, terrestrial, or you are, but you're traveling, um, always you can go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can go ahead and click the listen live button. And also, if you miss any of the episodes daily, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast seven days a week, 365. 877-374-7463. What's up, Mr. Clark? Ready, rock and roll? All right, man. Let's get it. Let's get the Monday started off right. Got a lot of things to try to get to coming off of a weekend. Uh, you know, the conference tournaments, uh, we're pretty much under way some of the smaller schools have gotten their conference tournaments underway we've got some action uh later today but tomorrow is really when most of the conference tournaments <clears throat> basically go ahead and get kick started and you'll start having you know day action during the day leading up all the way to selection uh sunday and then the following week you know we'll be getting it in um, starting the uh, tournament and the playing games and all that. So we'll definitely talk about that. Um, also, <clears throat> in our own backyard and the Big 12, um, we've definitely got to talk about uh, what's going on with the developments, I should say, uh, with Texas Tech, which we'll wait till the second hour till our score family comes in. Uh, but definitely want to talk about what's going on uh, with Texas Tech and their head coach. Um, he's pretty much uh, been uh, suspended while an investigation goes on. And we're speaking of Mark Adams, who's the head coach of Texas Tech, which we'll talk about that. He's being investigated for um, for some racial and sensitive comments. So we'll discuss that when we get into the second hour. Um, number one, Houston, um, in which possibly could still be the number one overall seed. They escape uh, Memphis. They hold off Memphis. They had a, a last second shot to beat them to avoid going into overtime. Um, and I knew Memphis was going to play them hard. I mean, since Anthony Hardaway, A.K. Penny Hardaway has been there, they've had some close games with the University of Houston. Um, and I'm pretty sure there's a good chance they're going to be playing again. Uh, this week in regards to their conference tournaments. Um, I don't think Houston's going to, and that conference is probably going to lose to anybody. And maybe Memphis stubs their toe, but I think they might be looking for another 
uh, rematch by the end of this week in their conference finals game. So you got March Madness continue to roll on. Um, also, NFL, uh, we'll get to that, but we definitely got some um, news that developed over the weekend at the Combine. Want to talk about some results, who shined, especially in the quarterback class. We've got Bryce Young's measurements in finally and also we've got some um early news on free agency in the nfl Derek carr has made a decision we're definitely going to talk about that there's some other nfl doings as well also we're coming off of i guess ufc fight weekend i didn't i didn't partake in it jonas but i know this is your guy mr jones so i know he was victorious coming back but how did he look though and what is the just clarify for me some of the uh, passerby UFC, which I'm not even a passerby to be honest with you. I pay attention to it because I do this for a living. But explain to me how long was this layoff again? It was a three year layoff <clears throat> um, that also included, you know, the long awaited move to heavyweight. Okay. Uh, he had in 2021 he had vacated the light heavyweight title um, with the intentions of moving up to heavyweight. And, and that's kind of something you tend to see from older fighters because it becomes more difficult to cut that weight. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was interesting to see, and I think that's partially why you didn't see so much line movement last week. If you follow the UFC odds hmm. from Monday through through Saturday, oh, wow, um, it really didn't move a lot. Um, and that could have been you know maybe money coming in on Cyril and enough just kind of keeping it you know close, okay. or the fact that a lot of people were waiting to see what John Jones looks like. As a heavyweight, because hmm. it's not John cut John Jones at two oh five. Okay, right. He came in at two forty eight. Um, talked during the week two that he might actually try to get lower uh, because it's just a ceiling of two hundred sixty pounds, hmm. right, for heavyweight. So you have all that sixty pound, well, roughly fifty pounds worth to work with. That's a lot of fluctuation. A lot right? of fluctuation. Um, which is why, again, I think that there was a little bit of hesitancy to see. Okay, what does he look like at this class? Um, but he came out first round submission, man. <laughs> he didn't wow. skip a beat. Um, you know, commentary said he looked a little bit nervous coming down the tunnel, uh, which is true. Kind of had it, and then it took a little minute until he got into it. And then I really thought, you know, going into it, he starts to step into the octagon mm. and he puts his foot up, you know, just to make his first step, and they they stop everything. Hmm. As we're he, we just go through the ring wall, the octagon walks, and uh, and 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 now he's got his foot stuck up there on on the on the stairs, and the officials are talking. Commentary has no idea what's going on. They asked him to separate the tape between two of them to cut off two pieces of tape on his foot. Oh, um, okay. But ended up not being a non-factor. Halfway through the round, he submits Cyril Gone, heavyweight champ. Now, hmm. big story. I mean, that's a big one. But the bigger one is Valentina Shevchenko was going for her eighth title defense and got submitted in the in the fourth round of her contest. So that was an upset. A massive, I mean, she was minus 750 Ooh. favorite. Huge. And she was facing the sixth ranked mm. Alexa Grasso. So now uh, Mexico has their first female oh, UFC okay. champion. So okay. that was the really big story of the weekend. Right. Shocked everybody, but broke a lot of parlays over the weekend, too. Oh, okay. Gave us a little twist on the uh, sports betting world side of it as well, too. Yeah, never count on me to handicap anything UFC. Never will never try to handicap that. That's not my cup of tea. But anyway, nice breakdown there. Uh, but so we've got that going on. Uh, and what we'll start with, because I do want to get into the news of the day with the National Football League. But let's 
let's start with the NBA because there's some things going on. But I want to talk about the big story uh, that developed because this is kind of escalated quickly because we touched on it um, even Thursday, even though when we were asked about it. You know, during the some of the Facebook Live audience, I kind of decided to go ahead and hold off until we got more information. Speaking of John Morant, and I gave my take on that on Friday. And then on the weekend, things got really escalated. So, if you've been on a rock, Denver, well, first of all, Memphis gets holed out. I think they lose to the Nuggets. I think they have a game on Friday, I want to say. Um, and then Friday or Saturday, one of the two. But anyway... So there's a picture, or I should say on IG, that surfaced on his account of John Morant brandishing a gun inside of a nightclub. Did he have his shirt off, too? Didn't I think it looked like he had his shirt off, you know, iced up with his gun out, you know? Um, look, there's an everybody's giving their opinion on this by now. And I really like if you haven't looked or listened to, I would encourage you to go uh, listen to um, Jalen Rose's uh, take on NBA countdown uh, pre to their coverage on Saturday evening's game. I would tell you to go look at that. Cause I think Jalen, you know, again, I'm old enough to be and pay attention to the fab five. And I know Jalen's story coming out. And then I think it even got more clarified at some of the stuff that he was, he went through at Michigan when they did the 30 for 30 on the fab five years ago. So to me, I really, I really like the way Jalen put it because that's kind of where I was trying to take this when I talked about it on Friday, uh, before the developments of this picture surfacing on IG. Um, that you know, Joe, so go look at what Jalen Rose said. But in a nutshell, this is the deal uh, on how I feel. You know, I've been on Memphis since probably the first month of the season in regards to how they came out, and I really paid attention to them after John Morant had the. Um, sit down with Malika Andrews uh, when it kind of went viral to sit there and say, okay, well, who's your big challenges in the West? It's not in the West. It's the team in Boston. Okay. Then they go out and then they pretty much try to go ahead. Um, I don't know if Jenkins in training camp showed them a video or showed them the uh, bad boy Detroit Pistons video or something from the nineties, late 80s, I should say. But Memphis has taken, they started to take this role that was totally a little bit different from them last year when they make a run all the way to the Western Conference Finals in regards to this bad boy image uh, really on the court led by Dylan Brooks, who I've told y'all repeatedly, I watched him at the University of Oregon, and he never came across to me as a guy that was a tough guy or goon. And then really what happened is they end up having beef with everybody they played. First of all, it started with Golden State because that was a true rivalry building. And the only reason why that rivalry was building because Golden State was kind of irritated to the fact that this is a team that made it to the Western Conference Finals. But in the same token, they have carried themselves around like they are the ones that are gone to four or five straight finals. You know, they're the ones that basically are, you know, carrying four titles like the Warriors. So it started with there, but slowly but surely, this animosity, this chip they were carrying on the shoulder kind of leaked out to other people as well, too. And then we have the Lakers incident uh, with Memphis, with Shannon Sharp, and we went through that ordeal. And now brings us on the footstep of Job Rant and what he's partaking into. So to me... Again, I told you all this last week. Um, as I've gotten older doing this, I, when it comes to things like this, I, you know, I try to, 
you know, on situations to where you're talking about the mind state of a 46 year old man compared to somebody that's 23. I'm old enough and mature enough now to understand and try to separate that and take that into factor. Um, with that said, um, it's obviously that Ja is going through some things, whether it be the pressure and look, you know, when you talk about getting a bunch of money dumped on your lap and you become the main guy, the breadwinner, you know, for his family, his immediate friends, his father that goes to pretty much all his games and the home games, um, there's pressure to that. And it's not really so much of that pressure only going down in my culture, our culture, the African-American culture. But what it does do, because I've, I've seen it happen to Jennifer Caparati, 14 years old, WTA pro. That's way back pre. That's prior to social media days, all that prior to Internet really explosion. This is a young lady who had it all made it to some early you know, Grand Slam finals and semifinals, but really came to the pressure. Ended up getting involved in some shoplifting, got arrested for shoplifting. I mean, this is a, this is a young girl who, you know, um, made few millions out the gate just being a, ten, a young tennis phenom. Couldn't handle the pressure. So my point is, it's not so much of the pressure thing in, in, in the African-American com uh, community culture. This is a young athlete sometimes it happens. I mean, we see... You know, we just spent a whole last couple years talking about, uh, speaking of a tennis player, uh, Ozaka, the tennis player, we, we spent the last few years talking about her mental health issues. So I'm not making excuses for job, but it's obvious he's going through something. And I also said what he could possibly go into is a identity crisis, meaning that, you know, you you've made this money. You're in part of this culture. OK, um, I see from afar, I'm not a social media person. I've told you all that a thousand times. But even I see afar who Jai is hanging out with in regards to in the he's very heavy into the hip hop urban community, especially in regards to when you're talking about Memphis local talent. And, you know, he's still young. I mean, 23, that's a young man. I mean, you've got some 23 year olds that are not brandishing guns. They're not trying to sit there, you know fight 17 year old kids at your house I mean, because we haven't even, I haven't even brought up that incident you know but we talked about that and then all of a sudden this happens this weekend um but it's the pressures of having an identity crisis to be like you know what there's a certain group that i'm looking to be accepted by and i'm not saying this is what josh saying i mean he's released a statement you can go read the statement what he's released i mean i give him credit for what he said and acknowledging it and doing it quickly you know in regards to that uh, but definitely this is something a young man, I believe, that is going through some things. He mentioned in his statement about stress or not need to learn how to deal with certain things. Um, you know, some people might look at that as an excuse. Um, I don't because I know as again, as I'm older, that people handle things different. People handle money different. People handle death, sickness. Everybody handles things different. OK, so to me, for somebody to say, oh, that you're just making excuses, he's not going through no identity. No, stop it. Maybe he could. OK, if I, I feel like if we live in a time to where we're talking about young teenage. Girls and boys having situations where they're having identity issues of who they are, who they want to be, 
what gender they want to be, then I think it's safe to say it's okay that we can know that a young man, white, black, you know, Chinese Samoan, can be going through identity crisis well on really where they want to fit in or who, what kind of image they want to portray. And I believe that's some and this has nothing to do about making any excuses because I've been very critical of the Memphis Grizzlies and Ja. And I'm the one that's been loving Ja since he came out of Murray State. But the reality is the guy's going through something. Also, what I said Friday, if you missed that show, go download the podcast at sportsgroundonline.com. But I also said that, you know, evidently around his crew, you know, there's there's a lot of people that are just yes men. You know, and I hate to put his father in that category uh, because I don't have kids and I'm not going to tell another grown man about how he's raising his kids. But evidently in his crew, there's a bunch of yes people and there's a bunch of people that are selfish that are thinking, not thinking of, you know, look, this is the guy. If I'm in this crew, he's the breadwinner. Why am I allowing him to do this? What am I allowed to do? And therefore, you feel like you can't control him because he's the you're scared that he might kick you out of the crew or not invite you over and not taking care of you, you know, there, there's a lot to that, but I want to kind of go ahead and continue. Cause there's a big question that I want to know that possibly that I feel like he's not out of the woods yet. And we'll talk about that when we get back, you listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel sky online studios, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind are you moving around the greater san antonio area choose the storage experts tiger moving and storage whether you're moving an office or the whole family tiger moving and storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient prompt and cost-effective service to learn more and to secure your portable storage container today go to choose tiger.com tiger moving and storage official sponsor of the sports grind She bought a flat man on hands cat. She bought a tiny no hands cat. Can't even see me on hands cat. She bought a flat man on hands cat. 
All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, 877-374-7463 is your number. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. All right, keep in mind, Specs, if you're looking to check out what the latest new products are coming, you know, we're changing seasons here, or you already know what you want and you just want to order for same-day delivery, make sure you go to Specs Online online.com because the fun starts here that is specs official sponsor of the sports grind and official partner of your dallas cowboys 87737grind all right so before wrapping up the jaw situation so to me the question that i've got and what's going to be interesting to me uh because you know according to the head coach jenkins which um you know there's no timetable on his return because uh, first there was a report surfaced that the, the you know the before he even released a statement that Memphis had suspended him for the next two days, and then after they played yesterday, um, you know the Clippers, um, that's when Jenkins addressed the media and just said, "Hey, it's it's no timetable on it." Now Gilbert Arenas, there's an, a Gilbert Arenas rule that's implemented in the NBA ever since the famous. I'm going to bring heat to the locker room because somebody owes me money for a gambling debt. They didn't play, blah, 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 blah. Well, at that term, at that time, excuse me, the late David Stern had put in some language in regards to the penalty of carrying firearms on t- into locker rooms on team planes and things like that. Because there's a report out there that supposedly, I mean, Memphis, the league, the league's already said they're investigating this. Memphis, I believe they're one. It's like, you know, when a program gets busted for NCAA violations, what does the program try to do? They try to go ahead and do their own sanctions. Like, oh, we got it. Stay away. We'll go ahead and pose our own penalty. And I believe that's what Memphis was trying to do with the first two game suspension and then saying, hey, get, you know, we're not putting a timetable back. Because from what I'm hearing, this part of this Gilbert Arenas rule, there was reports that Ja was carrying packing heat on the team plane. And um, if that's the case, from what I've looked at and researched, that's 50 games. That's a 50 game suspension, according to this rule. It's the Gilbert Arenas rule. I don't know exactly what article or what they call it, but this stemmed from this wasn't in here prior to the incident with Gilbert Arenas. So, you know, depending on if Memphis is trying to scramble to, you know, rally the troops, circle the wagons to kind of like handle it to keep them from like, oh, it wasn't no gun on the plane. No, this is just isolated incident. But NBA is looking into it because at the end of the day, I do feel, um, you know, if you're NBA, like put it this way. Adam Silver, which I believe has been batting a thousand almost for the most part, he's made some couple things that maybe take that percentage down in my eyes. But I've been pleased with him for the most part being the commissioner of the NBA. You have to you have to remember who he was understudy with, and that is David Stern. Okay, David Stern pretty much handpicked him, and that's usually how it does in in NFL, NBA. You usually get a guy that hey, you're next. You, you know, we you know, we know the transition is already put in place a couple years ahead of time. So if you know where he comes from, automatically, if you can imagine that if the NBA wanted to send a message on the malice in the palace and they suspect you talking about Ron Artest and, you know, uh, Stephen Jackson, 
Jermaine O'Neal, if you talk about back then, and, and we're in a different time now where you have more eyes, more people got opinions, more people got pitchforks. If they send a message with those suspensions and stuff, I can only imagine they really want to get to the bottom of if he had a gun on the plane, because I've always said this in every sport and every lengthy suspension, penalty, draft picks. I've always said that there's one person or one team in the league that it has to go ahead and take the hit to be made an example of. And, and, and one point I want to say about the job Morant thing before is like, look, you know, I think for the most of his peers and even his elder peers, I mean, cause I heard, look, I mean, Matt Barnes came out and said, Hey, me and Jack, you know, they've got that all in all the smoke podcast. Like, hey, me and Jack, we know there's some things that you definitely other language you use, but there's some things you just can't do because we did them and you can't do them. And again, that goes back to what I'm saying. You're talking about guys that are in their mid 40s already that are my age, close to my age. OK, maybe a little bit younger, but they're right there. So regardless, it's the side of age. But I will say this is like I think what is really where you get a Matt Barnes and a Steven Jackson or some of his other peers, whether they're former players or current that speak out. Cause I don't think it's really about job packing heat. I think it's due to the fact that you're sitting there and putting it on blast on IG and you're, you're, you're creating this image because make no mistake about it. When old Giuliani's crooked ass that I can't stand when he was the mayor of New York, he had these strict laws go ask Plexico Barrett. You know, Plexico spent two and a half years in prison because he went Cheddar Bob eight mile and shot himself in the leg. But they had rules at that time that you, if you have a gun in New York, regardless if it's your life, you're going to serve time. That was just some of the rules. But I remember Plexico Burr saying, hey, you know, the reason why I had the gun, I'm, gonna, I'm a target here in New York. I make money. I mean, Plexico had just signed that contract not a little bit before that. And my point is, I think, former, I think there's a lot of guys in the NBA and other sports, when they go certain places, they are packing heat. And they necessarily don't have to play, to play in Texas, where we all know it's damn near the wild, wild west out here. So I don't think, because we don't, because again, Jai is a target. And I'm telling you, that environment in Memphis, I mean, it's, it's a different breed. So I think really what I said about the identity situation he's going through, the pressures he's dealing with, and then also I think the, the criticism from some of the former players and his peers are more like, yo, man, like, yeah, you got the heat. I mean, because look, whoever, owned, whatever club he was at, Okay, in my opinion, security there, they knew what Jai had on them. And that goes a lot. That goes sometimes a lot. Because when you're that status and they know they'll let you slide it like, all right. But sitting there brandishing it on some image you're doing on IG is just playing out dumb and stupid. Just dumb. And, you know, I know Michael Wilbon had a good point. I mean, he was just saying, hey, you know, the other thing about when you flash that, there's a chance you could get killed by anybody. There's another thing Jai has done is Jai has put it out there, and especially in his youth and his age group and social media, he's put it out there where unfortunately now, whether he's learned from this, he's going to take his hiatus, he gets 50 games, he gets 10 games, 20, whatever the case may be, and he addresses this publicly, which he's going to have to, besides just a statement. Unfortunately, by him taking those actions, there's some guys and some people out there that's going to maybe one day, and I hope I'm wrong, going to test him and see if he's really about that life. That's just what our culture does. Doesn't make sense to you. Doesn't have to make sense to you because sometimes it doesn't even make sense to me. But it is just what it is. So I hope he turns around. I think this is if this was going to happen now, I think it's better for him to happen this through his early career because he's got a lot to lose. Man, this is a guy that's on the verge in another year. Pretty much you're talking about a 200 to 250 max type of deal contract. 
there's a lot on the line for him, not just basically keeping him safe in his health, but there's a lot of people that's dependent on him. And that's the reason what makes this more puzzling to me and a head scratcher that the type of people that you have in your circle that they can't sit there to be basically protecting you from this. Like I can like me with the head coach Jenkins, I fought him for the lack of discipline and the way they've acted this year in 2023 on the court more than what semi young grown men are doing outside the uh the arena on the court. This isn't college, man. This ain't Tuscaloosa where you got guys staying on campus, whatever you can kind of, you know, manage and monitor what you got going on this weekend. Who's throwing the party? That, that ain't the case in NBA, man. These guys are multi-million dollars and they make more than the coach. But what he, the way he has allowed them to carry themselves on the court, I believe that he has to help be held accountable and be put on notice as well. Now, job packing heat and the club that that you can't control everything when you're talking about multimillionaire grown men. I mean, giant full. I mean, he ain't no kid, but he ain't fully grown either. But he ain't no kid either. You know, so there's dynamics to this. This isn't the last that we've heard of this story. I do imagine that there is going to be a suspension from him handed down from Adam Silver at some point. Now, whether it would be that 50 games, whether they can prove that he was packing heat on the plane or not, the league, just like they do, and especially the NBA, because it was in the malice in the palace. They came out and said, what? Well, it's AI. I don't care if it's AI. Tell them no more do-rags. No more white tees. No extra baggy triple X white tee. We're going suits. And you ain't got suits, you got to have a button up. So if they did that, and this is an understudy of pretty much David Stern, there's going to be a suspension handed down to Ja. It's just going to matter how much the severity. And if he's really seeking help, then maybe it's, there's a good chance you might not see Ja the rest of this regular season into playoffs. It just depends. It really just depends on how this thing goes because I think the NBA – the image with the sponsors, the advertisers, and also it comes down to like, hey, it play. I know everybody gets beat down. Everybody gets beat down in regards to everything being the race talk and everything like that. Don't kill the messenger because it's just part of it. And it is what it is. And the racial component of this in regards to what the NBA majority is made up of, they've got to sit there and however harsh that sounds, they've got to sit there and protect a certain image. And that's the reason why I know he's going to be serving some games. OK, I wouldn't if I'm a Memphis fan or just a John Morant fan in general, I wouldn't be holding my breath to see him back anytime soon, in my opinion. Go ahead. I don't think that the NBA is going to have too hard unless somebody else outside of the team playing, because you can't even have another player have brought that for you mm -hmm. on that road trip. I mean, it's not like you got popped in a Memphis club or you did, you had this picture in a Memphis club and you could say, oh, well, I went home and got it first. Uh -huh. Well, yeah, I didn't even think about you that know? angle. Yeah. <laughs> this is a road trip states yeah. apart, the other side of the country. So I don't think it's going to be difficult to really prove that it was either on you know, on the plane, um, or in, and whether it made it to the locker room or not. I mean, you could say you left it in the hotel room. Are you allowed to have it in a, a team-rented hotel room or team-leased hotel room? Don't know about that. Um but then let's bring this back to the, the actual season then. Memphis is currently sitting second in the West. Mm -hmm. a, a, him stepping away for a, a, a time to get through this is one thing. And we know that Dylan Brooks was handed a two-game suspension because he reached the technical foul limit on the season. Mm -hmm. So now he's got a suspension that he's working through. The Grizzlies have lost two in a row. They're six and a half back of the Nuggets, but as we've talked about since the All-Star break and pretty much all season, this is a tight conference. Mm -hmm. 
can obviously they can't afford to really go without Jaw for the rest of the season. But if that fifty games, because we've only got eighteen games, seventeen games left, the postseason wouldn't really count for that. If I mean, maybe it counts if they qualify if they can keep things together. But how far back does that set them for for a distraction next season with a fifty game suspension at this time? Well, I mean, I would try to. It's more important to focus on the immediate future in this season. I mean, when you go to next season, teams change in any sport. You might not even bring back the same team that you had prior to this year, next year. So I wouldn't want to look at distractions that far ahead. It's just about how does it affect them in wins and losses if it's this year. Um, that's the most important thing. And I think that, you know, if you look at last night's game, I mean, because the Clippers, I mean, there was a tale of really runs in the second half. I mean, Memphis came out and outscored the Clippers in the third quarter like 52-12 to 12 or something like that. And then in the fourth quarter, Clippers outscored them like 38-10. to 10. They go on to win the game. Um, speaking of the Clippers, but it, you're talking about a game that had no John Morant, no Dylan Brooks. I mean, I felt Memphis was going to come out and try to rally a little bit around all this negativity, but they just didn't have enough, um, you know, in the tank. So uh, one other thing you said that that it, this is going to depend to me when you say it's obvious when you talk about the rule, the guns and plays. I'm going to push back a little bit on that because it comes down to how do it, it comes down to how much does the organization in Memphis want to rally at him and think about wins and losses and playoff tickets than really just saying, hey, because that is, even though it's obviously like, all right, man, well, he was in, um, which I don't know if it was the fact that the team playing got back to Memphis and it was a late game or this was in Denver, but let's just say hypothetically. A, a reportedly this, a club in Denver. Okay, so let's say this is the club in Denver, what's being reported. Look, you know, John's been in the league, what now, three years, four years maybe? This is like his third or fourth year. Yeah, right. right, right. When, when you he are, knows Zion yeah, got paid yeah, last summer. yeah. When you are somebody of Jaws' stature, and everybody wants to be a piece of you, and everybody wants to hang out with you, and you're in a profession that travels pretty much six months out of the year in different cities, and it's a routine city you're going, you can have guys that you connected with that can have heat for you there when you get there. I mean, guys, I mean, it's well noted. I mean, I mean, let's be real. I mean, guys like to in the NBA while they play, guys like to blow, a.k.a. smoke for some of y'all that don't know that, you know. I mean, you know, carrying weed on a team plane, that's not going to happen. But when you touch down, you got it there waiting for you. So I, I'm not saying that's what happened, but I'm just going back to you like it's not it's if the if Memphis organization want to rally behind him then it can make it hard for the NBA to really prove that he had a gun on the plane. Because I just, if I'm sitting there thinking about what the defense would be in regards to trying to defend him, my client, basically, Ja, and trying to save Gangkuk, keep in mind, this is about money. At the end of the day, playoff tickets, playoff rounds advance, that's more money for the organization of Memphis. So there's money on the line. Not only Ja's money that he's trying to screw up, but it's also the owner and the team's money. So how much are they willing to put their neck on the line for Jod? That's the question. And we'll and this is going to play out in real time. We'll see how it goes. 877-374-7463. All right, we'll circle back to the NBA because there's some things I want to talk about in regards to some action that took place over the weekend as well. Uh, but let's transition in a little bit to the National Football League where we have some uh, big stories development today coming off the weekend of the Combine. Um, but we can start with the combine itself. Um, really, to me, from what I've heard and what I kind of paid attention to and what mostly people want to know is who shined and who improved their stock in the quarterback position, in the quarterback room. 
Okay, now, of course, you got some, I mean, you got a DB, I think I heard, I forgot what his name is, but he's like 240-something, runs like a 4-4, I forgot my man who I'm talking about. But there's a there's a lot of other guys that really put their stock up. But I kind of tuned in to the quarterback situation. Um, and I will tell you, um, the kid out of Kentucky, was it Levitz? Yeah, Will Levis. Will Levis. Um Watching him throw, and from what I've heard from the experts, um, I will say that his deep ball, first of all, he has that build of a quarterback. Um, but his deep ball and some of his throws look kind of effortless. Okay, meaning like you're just sitting there tossing a damn Nerf ball. Remember Nerf balls, the footballs? Okay, used to love playing football with those. But it just his deep ball that just looked pretty much on point. It's cannon. He, yeah, it's he said cannon he got a can- He said he had a cannon. And he went out and showed it. Now again, you just got to really feel like if you are a scouting department or you're a GM, how much of curve are you going to grade on him for last year and two years? But really, the talent. I mean, he had a bad offensive line in Kentucky. You, you have to really look at and really Kentucky, especially under Mark Stoops, Bob's brother. Kentucky's been really a running team. So um, that's going to be a question by him. Again, I talked about it on Friday. And Anderson, the kid from Florida, is really – I told you on Friday I heard he blew it out the water in interviews, okay? We hear interviews. Keep in mind, these are not just like regular job interviews. These are like some of these GMs and scouts, they've got a chalkboard. They're giving you – to tell you the you know, defense got this coverage. We play this. What do you see? I mean, these are like situations where they're putting you in questions and see how you handle it mentally. So it's just not a normal job interview question like, hey, well, how long you been like in football? No, this is under pressure, speed dating. We've got this. I call Y2 split banana, this and that. You know, John told us all of that. Before he was emailing back and forth and stuff. But at the end of the day, this is real. I mean, and, and to see that they see this kid blew everybody else out, that's something. The other thing I will say is very rarely a quarterback that's been drafted out of college that has completion percentage issues in college. I don't care what the circumstance, multiple coordinators, whatever. It's very rarely you can find some quarterback, and I challenge it, that's improved their completion percentage when they get to the NFL. Usually guys that have completion percentage issues, there's some there's some concerns. That's one of his concerns. Speaking of accuracy, that's a big, big deal, especially in these days and times. But we'll get more into it when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Scott Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this, it's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. 
Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.